Late in the night of December 9th, the world received shocking and tragic news. The retired Broncos great wide receiver Demarius Thomas was found dead in his home. A heartbreaking headline that flashed across our phones and timelines, leaving many in stunned silence. The great DT taken from us at the age of 33, a few weeks before his birthday. Thank you for giving your best on and off the field. Thank you for bringing your smile into all of our homes. Rest easy, Demarius. Hello there, and welcome in to another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor. And today we have a Broncos episode for you. We'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the Chiefs game. Go ahead and look forward to the game tomorrow against the Lions at home. Hopefully we can get back in the win column there. But we are going to start out addressing the awful news that we all received on Thursday night, the 9th. Um, Demarius Thomas, one of the greatest receivers in Broncos history, one of my personal favorite players in NFL history, um, taken from us way too early. Um, Out of the blue. Connor, I'll let you go ahead and give some of your thoughts first. Uh, I don't really know. It was just a shock. I saw another NFL player had died, like that little headline, the day or two before. So when I when someone told me Demarius Thomas died, I thought they got the name wrong, and we're talking about the other NFL player who died, and then shock. Had to had to go look myself, saw it, and just kind kind of thought like, wow, quick. Yeah, I, I didn't know he had you know. He was having health issues, um, hadn't really heard much about him since he since left he the league. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a quiet retirement, wasn't a big deal. Um, I think the last time I remember hearing something about him or really talking about him was just during the Ring of Fame and the Hall of Fame stuff with uh, Peyton Manning. You know, you can't think about Peyton's career here without DT. DT is a massive part of it. Um, DT is one of is a massive reason that Peyton Manning came to Denver. I mean, he was a real weapon. He was very attractive to a quarterback like Peyton Manning. And I mean, look what, I mean, Peyton Manning made a lot of people look really good. Look at Julius Thomas, look at Eric Decker. Yeah. They didn't have terrible careers after Peyton, but they had nowhere near the production they did when they played with Peyton. But DT was just, phenomenal all the time did you didn't uh, matter uh, with tim tebow it didn't matter dt was fantastic and what, what was that thing he'd all after every touchdown peyton he to him he went up to him and was like thank you yeah yeah he'd go and, and he'd thank peyton time. and he'd also go and once his mom got out of jail and got the pardon from obama mm-hmm. and she started going to the games anytime he scored a touchdown he found her in the crowd and yep. went and gave her the ball um, he had a fantastic smile. He's a his life wasn't particularly easy to get where he got either. He uh, 
Yeah, uh, for, dedication. For, for those of you who don't know, when he was ten or eleven, I'm not sure. Right, right around there, it was ten or eleven. Um, his mom and his grandma, who he lived with, were arrested. They got wrapped up in a drug Some sting, drug stuff, yeah. and uh, he had to go live with his uncle and his cousins, and uh, kept his head down and worked for a better life and he got it and his mom got a pardon after a meeting with Barack Obama and um, funny enough her first game back was that Tim Tebow game against the Steelers Steelers, yeah Um, yeah I I mean that's uh, it's a weird weird thing to talk about and mm -hmm. not fully understood what happened which I don't know doesn't really make it easier, but from the looks of it, he just died in his home and gone too soon. No warning, but it just kind of goes to show we don't, we don't know. Make the most of the time you have. DT did. He was always happy. Did what he loved. Cared about his people. The amount of the amount of stories that other people always always people whenever there was a meet and greet or um, you know at Dove Valley during training camp he was always with the fans he was always signing autographs he was always taking pictures he was always fist bumping the kids like he just was a good dude mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pretend like I knew him personally but. You feel like you do when I'm, he's on your team. You get, you get a, it's an un- there's there is an emotional attachment yeah. to him, and you know that was you know when we traded him away, it was heartbreaking, and uh, I really wanted, I really wanted to come back and do like a farewell tour, like speak to the fans, a type farewell thing. or speak to the fans, or at the very least, when he inevitably makes it to the Ring of Fame for the Broncos. Um. That moment's gone. He's not gonna be able to stand in mile high and talk to us. I really hope there's a we won't get one more chance a, to a thank him. Yeah, tribute to him this Sunday. There should be. Um, there will be. I'm really sure. excited to be at that game and um, to kind of share that moment of silence and that moment of reflection with Broncos country. Hopefully. 70, set hopefully 70,000 strong. Bring back some really good memories. Um, DT was a part of some of my favorite Bronco moments. You know, sports is such a big part of my life. The Broncos are such a big part of my life. Um, I would absolutely say that that 2015 Super Bowl is one of the happiest moments of my life. Um, and he was a huge part of that. He was a huge part of that team that he was a building block. He was one of those people we built around. He was one of the people that led that team. He was part of the glue. Helped it gel together and keep everybody headed in the right direction. And, um, you know, when all of that's such a big part of my life, it's hard to not have emotional attachment to somebody who, you know, doesn't know who I am. Never met. Never met. But, you know, it's still, it's there. He was definitely loved here. And I know he was loved here for more than just what he did on the field. Um, everybody in the locker room, on the team, all of the fans who had met him had nothing but good things to say about him. Nothing but good things. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a rough one. It's a rough thing to talk about. 
Um, don't really know how to talk about it, but you know, best we can do is you know, remember, remember them, and uh, be grateful for the smiles that he brought to our faces and the good times he provided us. Because ultimately, um, that's all we're left with. He was in the entertainment uh, industry and. He entertained us all very well for a very long time, and I appreciate that. Okay, let's talk some football. KC, Sunday night, kind of embarrassed us a little bit. Um, actually, game actually, general, sorry. I don't think embarrassed is I'm, right I'm, I'm going to take that back. Broncos embarrassed themselves. KC did not play a very good game. That was a very winnable game. The Denver defense held Patrick Mahomes and company in check. Kelsey couldn't get going. Tyreek couldn't get going. They only allowed 15 points. When you when you only give up 250-ish yards to the Chiefs, not bad. Who are averaging 400 a game. Well, you had 404 total yards. They had 267. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That's really good. In most circumstances, you would expect to win that game. So let's look at why we didn't. Well, turnovers. Kind of a bummer. Shocker. You can't really expect to beat the Chiefs or really any quality team in the NFL when you're losing the turnover battle. Especially by that two. bad. By two. Mm-hmm. Um, turnovers happen. That's sports in general. But timely and costly turnovers are the ones that really hurt. Yeah. Uh, pick six sucks. Um, Teddy tried to tackle him this time, which was good. <laughs> Actually threw his body at him. He did like the exact same move, but like actually hit the dude this time (laughs) uh but yeah the you can't have two picks um i know i was hating on deontay spencer last last broncos episode but that muff punt was not his fault uh when you get hit full speed by your teammate at the same time the ball hits your hands you're kind of screwed yeah um, no chance there's nothing you can do that being said how do you that's special special brain, teams brain fart you special teams cannot turn the ball over ever you can't you can't make big mistakes like that on special teams on special teams the worst play that you should be allowed to give up is like you run backwards a couple yards after you catch the ball and that's it Okay, maybe not a great punt for you, something like that. But you can't let up. You can't let up points, and you cannot turn the ball over. You just can't. Well, you you can't put. You can't. It morally defeats your defense. Your defense just just had a good stand. Did great. They stopped them. Perfect. No points. Offense is getting the ball. Cool. We got a chance to go do something. It gives a bigger hole for your offense to climb out of. Well, and then you think, especially when it's on the. 20 yard line you're guaranteeing the other team three points a punt is well you say average like 45 50 yard punt that change of field position it may as well be a hail mary dude is ridiculous 
Um, it, you just gave him 50 free yards. You're giving him 50 free yards. You're taking a possession away from yourself. You're giving them an extra possession. You're giving them, you're giving them momentum. You're giving your offense a bigger hole to climb out of. You're sending your defense that just made a stop back out onto the field. When they just took their helmets off, got comfortable, and started to look at mm-hmm. some of the pictures and what to do next drive. Now you're right back out. You got, and then you got to relock in, snap of your fingers, yeah. which I mean, they're pros. That happens, but that's a lot to ask. Well, and it doesn't help that that wasn't the only turnover of the game. Exactly. I mean, and it wasn't like the offense was moving the ball all game either. Yeah, they had some really solid drives. They got stuffed on the four, like on the two yard line because Vic couldn't call a timeout or Teddy couldn't call a timeout. Somebody didn't call a timeout, and I'm pissed about it. Um, on fourth and two. Um, I liked the aggressiveness on fourth down. I like the mentality of score touchdowns against the Chiefs. Um, I think they went a little overboard there as the Chiefs really didn't, weren't doing a whole bunch offensively. That to me was kind of a mind game with yourself. Trust your defense, please, because they've been playing well. And well, the fact that you score under 10 points, but you have 400 yards. Yeah. It says a little something. And three points in the first half. Like, also, I know things happen, but McManus's field goal almost got blocked because there was no blocking on the outside. Literally zero. Dude came uncontested off the outside. I don't know how the kick wasn't blocked, but he had one blocked two weeks ago. Was it? When did McManus have one blocked? Two weeks ago. Yeah. It's the Eagles. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. It was against the Eagles. So, like, come on, guys. Come on. What 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 is special teams doing? Special teams should never be the problem on your team. Yeah. And the slow start, I mean, took you to get down 10 nothing to do anything offensively. I mean, the Broncos have only been playing three quarters all year. Which... Speaks a lot, but the fact that the defense played so well and this didn't feel like a close game is kind of unfortunate. But there are things to take. Javante had a baller game. Javante Williams is an animal. 100 yards on the ground. 70 yards in the air. He had some really nice screens. Like... Dude just makes makes plays. He's fantastic, unbelievable, and the defense just played well. I think you got to If you have to take something, take that. Yeah, kind of things we've been talking about all year. The run game is really good, and the defense can do some is, fantastic is, things. Is keeping you in games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we Which didn't see the best of the Chiefs us, by any means. No, we didn't. But. We didn't at all. Um, we didn't see the best of the Chiefs, and the Chiefs absolutely did not even see a shadow of our best. So um, it's unfortunate you chalk yeah. it up to a loss, but you're still in this thing. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's, that is Let's one go. thing that I do really, really want to stress. This season is not over. You are 500 with a shot. At a wild card spot. You got five games to go. You got plenty of time. Uh, 11 and 6, more than good enough to get you into the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got to focus up and put your best foot forward at every game out from here to the end.
We've got a Detroit-filled weekend here in Denver with the Colorado Avalanche uh, playing the Red Wings on Friday night. And tomorrow, on Sunday, we have the Detroit Lions. I would just like to start off by saying absolutely despise the Detroit Red, Red Wings. What, Red Wings? The Red Wings? The Red Wings. But absolutely love the Lions. Yeah, I'll always root for the Lions. Um, I thought I was going to stop rooting for them because I love Matt Stafford. But actually, I'm kind of a big fan of Dan Campbell. So, and the... Everything about him. And the creativity of their offense, that Rams game really cemented it in. I'm like, oh yeah, I still like the Lions. Oh yeah. Um, Which is funny because I also like the Packers. That's... I know for a fact that that is that is entirely because of a Raj, but yeah, uh, no gripes with no gripes with the Lions. You can't Um, help but root for them. I've rooted for them probably every single week this year. I think this is the first week that I will absolutely be hoping that they get smoked. Um, Every other week this year, I do believe I've rooted for them to win, Um, and they finally got one against the Vikings which is a divisional game and they celebrated it and they loved it they celebrated it, it and that is just that's all they needed they just needed a win they just needed to not be the first team to go 0 16 and 1 ever <laughs> they would be the first team to go 0 and 16 and then the first team to go 0 16 and 1 exactly so not all records are good records. Exactly. But, you know, I, I do feel like that this isn't a game. People are like, oh, they're going to be playing more relaxed now that they don't have that off. And they're no, going to be playing looser. By relaxed, I mean, like, they're not, like, better. People think that they're going to play better. And I uh. think I think that they're going to be like, all right. We are not going to finish the season with a zero in the win column. This season is definitely lost. Let's just focus on some stuff ourselves get a little and bit better get a little bit week. better week to week. Um, I don't think that they're going to be playing with quite, with quite the intensity that they have, uh, especially the last few weeks. Uh, that being said, they have played most of their opponents very close all year. Almost beat the Ravens. Um, should have beat the Browns. Not the Browns. The Bears. Should have beat the Bears. Should have beat the, the Steelers. Steelers. That game was right there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of games right there against some decent opponents this year. Not the Bears, but um, and honestly, the Steelers. That that was impressive, though. That was impressive. I, I don't know. I I don't think you're gonna. You're not gonna see a team come out and just relax like they don't care you're gonna get maximum effort from the lions i don't question that even though they got their win dan campbell's whole thing is energy intensity play hard play through the whistle give me everything you got and we'll go make something happen i don't think i don't think you're just because they got their win i don't think that gas pedal lights up a little bit but i but i I don't think that this makes the i don't think that win makes them play better i don't think that this i don't think they're they're a bigger threat because they're coming off of a win i don't think they're uh well because if they were go with the emotions and the momentum they would have been in the tanks by now this team hasn't lost that energy that passion yet and I don't think a win's going to give them any more or change it too much. So all I do know is the Broncos have to bring energy and effort 
because we know the Lions are going to bring it. And if you let, if you match their effort and intensity, this is a blowout. The Broncos win 100%. But, but if you that's show up where flat, the Lions, that's where the Lions get games close is when they outplay, when they out energy and out effort you. That's when it gets dicey in the game of football. Mm-hmm. Even if you got the more talent, because that's the thing. Broncos are without a doubt, clear cut, the more talented team in this matchup. Everywhere on the ball, everywhere on the ball. There's nobody on the Lions that I think. The only question is Jared Goff versus Teddy. And, and I, that's I would really, rather have Teddy over Jared. Do and not, that's really not even a question. I would never take Jared Goff over Teddy. Either one of them or not superstar quarterback. Neither one are ideal, but if I if I was forced to pick between those two, like if I had them both on my roster and every week I had to look at it and play one, I'd be like, give me Teddy all week. All year. So but the thing is that entire team will run through a brick wall for their coach. And for the full sixty. They don't care if they're down twenty or thirty. That's dangerous. That's dangerous in the NFL because they're, this is still the NFL. They're still, even if they're the bottom team talent-wise in the league, even if they are, I'm not saying they are. I'm saying, still I'm saying so if much they down. are, they would smoke Alabama. They would smoke Georgia. They would smoke Cincinnati, and they would most definitely smoke Michigan. So they're still the best in the world. They're still mm-hmm. in the top partial percentage of people in the world. So you, you can't sleep on them. That, that's the whole point. Show up with a good game plan, good energy, good effort. Now here's where I'm nervous. Do. Here's where I'm nervous. What did we get pass happy and no, suck? no, that's not even where I'm nervous because I'm I am fully confident that we can beat these guys passing. Think mm-hmm. about this like the first three games of the year. Doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're running ball or passing. I think the offense has got to have some success, and as long as the defense doesn't implode, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but my concern is actually with uh, our um, like we like we've been saying we don't show up. We didn't show up against the Eagles. We didn't show up against the Raiders. Both of those games were at home. This is another home game against a team that we should beat, mm-hmm. and we have not showed up to every single game we've played this year. We didn't show up to the Steelers game either. Did not show up for that game. So, it's one thing. You know who showed up to every single game this year? The Lions. The freaking Lions have. So, it's not even like you can say, well, every team takes games off. No, the Lions haven't. And they have the most reason to take games off. They were playing for literally nothing right now. Wins actually hurt them. And they're in a division with the Packers, who obviously (laughs) are going to win your division. Their division was out of reach before the season started. Exactly. And they still do not care. So you know what? The Broncos got to show up. And if the Broncos show up, I think they win by 15 or more. The spread is spread was 10 points when we did our picks. I put them, I bundled them in my foreleg at plus 10. Because I'm like, this is, that's an easy, for me that's easy if the Broncos show up. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they will. And we'll say that this will be a big win for them. But honestly, just run the ball. Just run the ball. And I don't think there's anything the Lions can do. They can't match up against this defense. Jared Goff is probably going to get eaten alive. He's been under pressure all year. And 
throughout his whole career, when you mm-hmm. get him moving, mm-hmm. he struggled. Yep. And not just struggled to hit a receiver or find a big play. Like, he struggled keeping the ball safe. Yeah, so let's get pressure. Our corners are not going to have a problem locking down their receivers. Um, honestly, I, I really don't... They're, the only issue I have is the Broncos have not showed up to a few games this year. Only thing making you a little hesitant, that's, weary. That's the only thing. Otherwise, like bet your life savings type deal. Oh Jesus! If the Broncos showed up to every single one of the games this year, like the Lions have, yeah, it'd be a no-brainer. Like I'd put down a lot of money on the Broncos to that's, win. That's why you play sports, right? But, but exactly. And also, uh, fun fact: I I showed our other roommate this, but I didn't get a chance to show you. Um. Officially, after last weekend, um, every team has beaten each other in a loop. You can oh, go I love through. When the, I love when that happens. You've gone through, and it's the whole like you know the mess in college football. It's like how do you tell who's the best? Because this team beat this team, who beat this yeah, team this. one, beat team two, who beat team three, who beat team four, who beat team one, yep. and it's just a circle. Yep. There is a thirty-two team circle now. After call the it Lions. NFL memes on Facebook calls it uh, the mediocrity circle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know um, it was finally complete. And you know what I call that? The any given Sunday circle. Anyone can beat anyone. Well, you know how it needed to be completed? Lions needed to get a win. The Lions needed to get a win. They got it. And they did. And you can ver- basically go that way, you know. Lions beat the Vikings. Vikings who beat the 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 and then beat the Lions for the whole league. Ah, I love it. Um, anyway, I think that's fun on the whole any given Sunday topic because that just shows you the parody you of this league. Um, you got to show up. Talent can bail you out a little bit, but if the effort's not there, yeah. It's, Bad things happen. There's some nuts athletes in this league, mm-hmm. and if you don't show up and play, nuts athletes will beat you. All right, Connor, what do you think the score is going to be? Oh, boy. I feel like it's going to be a relatively good output from the Broncos. I'm just curious, questioning how well the defense is going to play. Let me go with a 30 to 16. Yeah, 30 to 16. That's pretty dang close to what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go with 31 to 13. 31 13. Four tutties and a field goal for the Broncos and a touchdown and two field goals for Lay Lyons. We'll see. Part of me really hopes that the Lions pull out all the stops like they did against the Rams. Onside kick on the second drive of the game. Fake punt from your own 40. The whole whole nine yards. Because if they get 10, then... Well, the whole 100 yards? No, just nine. Because if, oh, they, okay. get, if they get fair. 10, it's a first down. Fair, fair, they didn't. fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, hope for uh, Broncos win. A win this week will put them back above 500 which is i'd rather be teetering the line on the positive side if we're if we're alternating wins and losses i'd rather be teetering 
above 500, 500, above 500, rather than the catch up of below, at, below, at. Keep yourself in the race for the division and the wild card. You got games still left in division. And you got a, plenty of games and, left. And There's still three card, more. That wild card is a mess right now. So if you keep yourself in the hunt, you never know what can happen. So you, we got we got one more Chargers game, one more Chiefs game, one more Raiders game, and then the Bengals. Lions and Bengals. Bengals are in the wild card. Chargers are in the wild card. Raiders have kind of fallen out because of that football team lost last week. Yeah. Chiefs are in division and wild card. Whoever. I don't know. It's a mess. It's, you're it's, right it's in a it. mess. And the thing is, there is a lot of head to head with the teams that you're competing for wild cards. Like you said, the Chargers and the Bengals are two of the big wild card teams in the AFC. And honestly, like you said, the Chiefs could be a wild card team in the AFC as well if the Chargers take care of business against the Chiefs and they went out. I mean, that's this is the Chargers division still. Um, so you never know, but you have a head-to-head against the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Chargers, and those are going to be really important games. I will say, if you don't win this week, those games won't matter. Certainly, the outlook becomes a little worse. And I'm not saying just because they lose a line. I'm just saying record-wise, with only four it, games left, it puts you in a hole. The only reason I believe we have a genuine shot still is because I'm assuming this game will be a win. But we all know what happens when we assume. So, I'll, I'll tread lightly. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in all the way to the very end here. Um, sorry to uh, start this episode on a somber tone felt like it was necessary to talk about though as this is a colorado sports podcast and he was one of the greatest colorado athletes of all time so uh, appreciate you all thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one thank you for listening to this episode of mile high hot takes for more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280HotTakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280HotTakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions. Oh, thank you.